Welcome to the Faith Fit Podcast. Hey there, Bible buffs and gym nuts. You're tuning in to the pilot episode of the Faith Fit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those who love the Lord and want to worship Him with the bodily temples He gave us. Worship through weightlifting. You know, there's nothing better. That's right. I'm your host and Swole Samaritan 1, J.R. Adams. And I'm the other host, Swole Samaritan 2, Chris Leach. Uh, let's go ahead and just get started with some prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together, um, digging into your word and digging into fitness. Um, Lord, guide us as we go through uh, your word today and help us to understand what you want us to know. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So uh, I guess uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of things, we can just uh, talk about what we foresee coming down the pipeline for this awesome new podcast and also a little bit about us and our testimony. So, uh, you know, I'll let you take it away for yours and then I'll give mine. Cool. Yeah, for me, um, just for a high level uh, testimony, I was born and raised in a Christian family. And um, at a young age, I was baptized, but I think that, well, I know that my faith really wasn't my own, um, and that'll kind of make sense as I continue to uh, get to the end of my story. Um, I would say through um, college, I was just, or through high school, I was always known as the, uh, we'll call it the good kid. And uh, once I got into college and had a little taste of my own freedom, <clears throat> I think I really just threw got out the window um i think everyone kind of does you know when they get into that age yeah and uh and i I guess that looking back i just look at it as is uh that my faith didn't come from having a true relationship with jesus it came from um really just attaching to what my parents knew about their faith and what they told me and i just looked at it as a religion versus a relationship Mm -hmm. and it really wasn't until after college, where uh, I got into that point where I read Purpose Driven Life, and it just made a lot more sense about who Jesus was, what he's done for us, and then it became a relationship, and it became something that I continued to chase after after that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you are also a CrossFit Level 1 coach, correct? Yes, CrossFit Level 1 coach. And uh, just started coaching at a CrossFit gym here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, also similar story for me. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home, uh, predominantly Baptist growing up, and then dabbled into the non-denominational, was baptized when I was about 12 years old. Again, I didn't really understand much of what I was getting into. I did it because my mom was a, you know, a big Christian, and you know, I didn't really have much of the relationship thing that you were kind of talking about as well i looked at it as just something i had to do because my parents made me and so yeah exactly. that was pretty yeah that was and that's where it was all the way up until you know high school and then of course same thing college started didn't really think anything about it had some uh, relationship issues with a girl and i got some negative and false ideas of what christianity was about and took a lot of uh, you know i started looking at it very selfishly thinking you know what she she loves God more than me da, 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 da. and it was it was very immature thinking on my part and and then of course uh, down the road my father was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's and that just further 
angered me towards, you know, Christianity. And I was like, if there is a God out there, why would you make this stuff happen? And so I was almost borderline agnostic and a terrible tragedy tragedy occurred in my life with the loss of my mother due to violent crime, which instead of running even farther and going down an even darker and horrible path, I decided to run towards God. And I can honestly say that the only reason I'm here today, even able to do this podcast and put one foot in front of the other is because of leaning on that faith. Um, and so I'm what you would call, I guess, a baby Christian because I'm, you know, just now getting into my relationship with Jesus. Also read the Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Shout out. Awesome, awesome, awesome book. Yeah. Um, and, you know, shout out to you for suggesting it to me. Yeah, and, absolutely. And yeah. I guess in terms of the fitness side of things, I've been an avid CrossFit uh, athlete for about six years. And I'm currently studying for uh, my NASM certificate to become a trainer at an F45 gym where I will be the head member manager. Sweet. Yeah, for show, for show. So anyways, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what you can expect from us, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty. So you'll be able to hear on the Faith Fit Podcast, it's basically a workout for the ears and for the heart. So we'll start each episode with a warm-up prayer led by... Uh, your Swole Samaritan Chris or Swole Samaritan JR, um, which will lead then into the strength through scripture, where we'll discuss a biblical story or lesson and its relevance in history, as well as how it would apply to your life and, you know, the best way you can benefit from it. And then that will go into a play on the Metcon, which would be called the LifeCon. So... Life conditioning, which will be the meat and potatoes of the episode where we talk about a specific gym stereotype, something trending in the fitness industry, and, uh, you know, we just kind of engage in some educationally witty banner. And then we'll finish things off with a prayer request cool down and a verse of the week to ponder until the following week's episode. Okay, so with that, we're going to go ahead and oh, I guess we should probably introduce what this episode's called. So <laughs> the episode is called Abs by Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. should have done that at the beginning, but you know. Strength through scripture. Today we are going to be going through Daniel, chapter one. Um, I am reading from the ESV, so if you wanted to read along, feel free. Uh, I apologize right away about all the names that are in here that I'm probably going to mispronounce, but I'm doing <laughs> my best. <clears throat> So starting off in Daniel 1, this goes all the way through 1 through 21. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of this time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names, Daniel, 
he called Belteshazzar. Wow. Hananiah, he called Shadrach. Mishael, he called Meshach. And Azariah, he called Abednego. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to, quote, defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearances and the appearances of our youths who eat the king's food to be, to be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. Mm. So the stewards, so the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the time when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king spoke with them. And among all of them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. Well, you crushed those names. Oh my gosh. I was absolutely butchered (laughs) all of them. Wow. Cool beans. So to break it down, uh, you know, for those of you out there who, you know, followed along and didn't quite comprehend everything that was going on, me. uh, So he so the king set before them food that was i guess not as healthy that then yeah. yeah absolutely but i would start off too with the beginning so like um if we take from where where this was that uh, king ne- king nebuchadnezzar uh took over judah judah was one of the t- 12 tribes of israel um and during that time he just took a bunch of people from judah and brought them to um babylon if i'm not mistaken um, I think this was right around uh, 605, or I think Nebuchadnezzar was six, 562 B.C. to 605 B.C. So it's just good to know kind of where gotcha. this is at in, the, in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> and he's just trying to bring these uh, men of Judah into his palace to basically um, like make them one of their own, right? So that's what he does right away. And then, yes, he they go, okay, well, if the king is eating this food and wine, then these guys should eat the same wine. Um, also, we should give them new names because, you know, the names that they had, um, I believe, had, you know, were, were more biblical names yeah. uh, compared to the new names, which would be um, gods of the Babylonians, which, you know, the moon god and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they they come in. The king gives him food, and then yes, like, and then it's so it's so cool because Daniel's just like, no, 
I don't want to eat your food. And, you know, I want to be called Daniel because <laughs> he, it's funny how they give him new names, but then he talks about all his buddies as their normal names that they're given from when they were birth. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like a defiance to yeah, it. Yeah, it's bold. Very, very bold. And that's what I love. About, I love that's what I love about Daniel because if you go through the whole chapter, of Daniel, I mean, obviously this is way ahead. There's so much to how he doesn't compromise, and that's yeah. what I and I think as Christians that that's something that we should never compromise. And like my dad always says that the Bible isn't a buffet. Um, you know, you can't pick and choose what you think is true. And right, I think right. that Daniel's just like, hey, this is what I believe. And what I love about it is that you can see in this that they talk about how Daniel was given favor by God because he was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to eat your pork and your honey buns and you know, <laughs> your gummy bears. <laughs> oh man. I wonder what, a, I wonder what an, uh, an ancient gummy bear would have tasted like. I wonder if they used, I am curious wines. if they would actually have made one, but I, they had to have gelatin or some type of gel substance back in the day. Surely. Maybe in a little sand and some uh, tar and, I don't know. <laughs> Probably the stuff that John the Baptist eventually washed his hair with down the road oh, in the New Testament. <laughs> oh, dude, he was El Natural, man. <laughs> yes, yes. Eating locusts and honey all day long. I don't know how he survived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. So Daniel must have been the first one to coin the phrase washboard abs. I don't know if that's... Uh, well, you know, I'm curious because I'm, I'm not a vegetarian. You know this. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Well, I'm how not it's, either. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, I'm assuming they're probably they're probably pretty fit, but all, all they gave them were vegetables, yeah, and water. You know what's funny? The original game changers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it's it's interesting because that's uh, the CrossFit realm. I'm thinking, where are they getting their protein? And yeah, yeah. Um, how are they staying healthy? And I mean, maybe they just have a ton of beans that they're eating but we all know, know what that leads to i know you know, I, know. I couldn't i could only imagine you know king nebuchadnezzar being like hey guys you know, <laughs> 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 you, know you guys you guys number one we need to get you to some depends and number two <laughs> yeah <you> know, <laughs> the imagine they lined all, <laughs> all lined all the people up there and they're all wearing depends and you know yeah. what i mean I would, I, it's just, that's where my mind goes, I guess. I think vegetables, I'm like there, there can't be enough macros yeah. and just vegetables, but I've never tried like a true vegetarian diet for a super long time. But it's funny. There is, um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Daniel fast. What fast? It's it, so there's this, uh, diet called the Daniel fast. Oh, I've not. So, and the foods you can eat on it is fruit, vegetables, okay. whole grains, Nuts and seeds, legumes, quality oils, um, water, or vegetable juice. But I don't see how you can get away with vegetable juice. Um, or like almond milk and coconut milk and stuff like that. So that's wow. that's what you can eat based on what they found in the Bible, which I thought was kind of interesting. Because I mean, Did they have good results? Were the results like okay? Or were they like, eh? I've never tried it. I just know that, oh, I don't remember where I heard it. Um it might have been from a pastor at some point. I would be curious to try it and see if it's something that would work uh, again. I'd be curious just to hear what you said about it because ain't no way I'm trying that. <laughs> I mean, we could try it for 10 days and, you know, 
maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe try something that works out for us. I mean, you, we can have quinoa, so essentially you could get some protein from that, and almonds and cashews and macadamia. And you get good fats, probably from avocados. And yeah, because I, I mean, everybody knows there's no way I can eat black beans or oh. any beans because I will. Yes, just like as, as, say, as, and you're you taking know, up the king's chambers. You know, people I am are... a witness to that <laughs> misery that comes with being in the same room as uh, the swole Samaritan Chris Leach doing his uh, his bean dance is not a fun dance to be around when he's doing. You know, so. I yeah, I like testing stuff out. I wanted to try. I saw that you were doing um, vegan for vegan. A minute. For yeah. yeah, for a very brief time, I'm like, well, maybe you know, I always want to try stuff out and see if it affects. You know, every diet is different for everybody's body, yeah, so yeah. it's always different. But uh, but yeah, it's just it, it's interesting that those four guys they just did their vegetable diet, and it's funny what they say after that. Like, they come in, they obviously see their appearance; it, they're better than everybody else, and and that could just be to due to like not drinking that much alcohol. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. But you know, in the Bible there's really no other talk about vegetarians because there's really no like vegetarians. People eat fish, people eat, um, you know, other, other foods, animal products, dairy products. And all the sacrifices you hear about in the, in the Bible, you know, that's the probably eating as well. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny how they talk, talk about it, which makes me think he doesn't have abs. Um, (laughs) it's probably probably true, which makes the title of the episode ironic and even better. Yeah, it's kind of funny thing. So if you want to follow along with me, verse 14. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the other youths who ate the king's food. Mm. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, so maybe fatter, maybe back in the old days, fatter meant, I don't know, shredded. And, yeah, it, it could be. Right. No, I'm just kidding. That's probably total <laughs> conjecture. I, have, I, I just love. I just love how they use "fatter." I, I guess I don't know. You know, I didn't really look up the term. If there's any well, back in the day to look good in ancient times, believe it or not, you know, biblical even biblical things aside, the more meat on the bones was a sign of like wealth or status or you know just ah uh, that makes sense better looking whereas today we don't want to have any fat hanging off us off of us because that's not the norm in today's society we want to see the fittest of the fit and the you know zero percent body fat or you know all that stuff and back then it was the complete opposite Uh, yeah i didn't even think about that yeah yeah. i just thought it was different how they were talking about them especially with just eating vegetables you think you just get cut yeah yeah you would think so i mean whatever kind of crazy crazy yeah no, I, and I, I think it's cool just how this, I mean, it's a quick story, and I think some people take it just like, look at it really quick, like, oh, yeah, you know, Daniel did his own diet, but if you really look at it from the beginning to end, you can already see Daniel really following what the Lord calls to him on his heart, and he doesn't compromise, and he doesn't give in, He and he tests people, and God gives him favor for that. Um, what I love, because as I said before, as you keep going to Daniel, it just gets better, um, but you know, he's, I would understand being plucked out of your own tribe, put into someone else's and then them telling you that, okay, here's your new names. Here's what you eat. Here's what you learn. And Daniel's yeah. like, oh, like, here's the guy. I can be, I can see someone being very <clears throat> hesitant about that. Being like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. No. And no. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. And it could, it's just one of those, it's one of those things like, uh, why? Why are you calling me something different? I'm not a moon god. You know, I don't remember what those names <laughs> are, but it, it, there is some weird things to it. Um, I think it's, let's see, or Shadrach, or I'm trying to look them up really quickly to remember if I remember what those names are. I don't have them in front of me, but they, they are like all based off of their Some own gods of, and goddesses, yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it is, it is, it's, just, I love it. And I, and I think it's a cool story just cause it's also talking about diets, you know, it's yeah, relevant, it's, to, relevant it's, to us. Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say like that mm. leads a perfect segue into the life con of today's mm. episode. After one week with me and my dojo, you'll be prepared to defend yourself with the strength of a grizzly, the reflexes of a puma, and the wisdom of a man. We basically just kind of talk about the nutri- the importance of good nutrition, what that looks like from a CrossFit standpoint, or for someone that does high-intensity training, or just any training in general, because, you know, it's mm. different across the board. You've got the bodybuilders who are like, just give me all the pizza, all the carbs, yep. all the burgers, <laughs> all the things. I don't care how big my waistline gets. You know, I just need to do a bench press and make it look like I've got to have an exorcism performed on me. And I just, you know, <laughs> make sure I push that thing off my chest. You know, it's uh, the, yeah. the nutrition mm. factor r- varies between different styles of fitness for sure. I know you and me fall into the CrossFit one, so we can kind of just go into that, I'd say, and talk yeah. about how, how that benefits, you know, CrossFit people. I know we stay away. The, the, the mantra is like as little sugar as possible. I mean – that's hard, but it's that's one yeah. of the golden rules. I think what you're trying to get to is the CrossFit mantra for our, their diet plan is pretty simple. It's eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. That was the thing I was going to say. I, I don't think, really eat fruit. Fruit was what I was going towards, and I just could not. I just don't eat it. I just, it's not, there's nothing. I know it's natural sugars, and some of them are good for you. And, you know, I like fruit every now and then, but I'm just not, it doesn't, it's not something that I feel like is a critical part of my diet, unless it's like a banana to keep cramps away. You know what I mean? I always call a, ba- uh, a banana is like nature's band aid for people who do, you know, high intensity running or anything that they need in between. Like if you're at a competition that has several different workouts involved, you know, a banana in between always seems to do the trick for me. It like, it feels like, like I said, it's like a, it's nature's bandaid for like any cramps. (laughs) So I, I totally, I'm with you on that. It's my rule of thumb as I try to get, and I'm very simple with it because I'm kind of lame when it comes to my diet because I really don't eat much, a whole lot of different foods i pretty much just eat rice chicken and vegetables and i try to do like 33 percent carbs you know we'll just say a third carbs um a third fat and a third protein but usually it ends up more carbs just because yeah i I eat a lot carbs are awesome (laughs) and to put it in perspective you are a higher you know you 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 have you weigh more than i do Mm -hmm. so people who are way more you know mass feeds mass and mass moves mass so you're gonna have to have that mass in order to be successful and efficient in your lifts and your workouts. So true. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think I could do a better job. Like you said, with fruit though. I mean, uh, they do say some fruit. So obviously you don't want to overindulge in fruit. I like apples, but I just find it at different. It's just, I like to eat my meals and I'm not really planning fruit in there. I think I could do a better, like I want to do a better job in the morning where I maybe have some mixed berries. I think that would be the best fruit for me personally. Yeah. Cause I, I know there's a lot, uh, pack nutrients and those. Um, it sounds yeah. like a sounds like a very good idea to me. Sounds like a very good idea. 
Yeah. God, they're going to get worse, folks. They're going to get worse. The puns are going to get way bad. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. It it doesn't get better from here. <laughs> <laughs> truly does not. Truly does not. So I guess to continue on the nutrition talk here, we're going to just define what a macro is. We talked about counting macros and things like that in the earlier talk. And a macro, by definition, is short for a macronutrient which is uh, one of three categories of nutrients that you eat the most and provide you with most of your energy, which is going to be your protein, your carbs, and your fats. So when you're counting macros, you're basically counting the grams of the protein, carbs, or fat that you're consuming, which is kind of what my diet consists of. I basically just tweak the fats and the carbs, whether I want to gain more weight or lose weight. I just tweak those two things, and I consistently usually have two handfuls of vegetables per meal. So... It's taken a long time. My my uh, nutrition journey has been long, and it's a never-ending thing. And it's you know, I think variety is important, but I also think changing it up so your body—it's almost like you know you have to trick your body sometimes to work out and hit different parts. That muscle confusion—I think that kind of works the same for food. You know, if you eat the same thing over and over and over and over, your body's just going to get used to it. I yes. think. I totally agree. So I constantly have to tweak my numbers and try and experiment with new things. And it can be fun. It can be daunting. And the prep step, you know, I don't know anyone. I know some people that like to do meal prepping. I am not one of them. I just treat it as something I have to do. And that's kind of what gets me through through it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you've seen me. I know you've seen yeah. my really strict regimen of just. Oh, that's amazing. I sit down and do four to five hours. I make like 20 meals and I freeze them and I eat them for like two weeks. It's, so, it's incredible. I, you are a very disciplined man. I don't have that same discipline. I just make a huge tub of rice and chicken, and then <laughs> I have canned a jacuzzi of vegetables. rice. Just give me a whole jacuzzi of rice. Oh my gosh! It's I, I know I can do a better job. I am just I guess to back up. I you know Jar talks about a little bit about what he eats. I, I talked a little bit about what I eat. I really do just, just try to eat clean. I mean, I like to do a lot of chicken. I like to do rice. Uh, veggies like broccoli or um, spinach or um, beans not like uh, we're talking green beans I can't do beans Um, we talked about that earlier (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, and I love you know I do eggs in the morning with some whole wheat toast but I've I think I'm getting to a point where I I really want to focus on my nutrition more because I've got my fitness set up I've been in CrossFit for a little over 60 years and my, you know, my fitness has been getting better over the years, but I feel like now I'm at a point where I need to really, really start tweaking my diet. It's just so hard for me because I yes, love food yes. so much. Fruity Pebbles, oh, yeah. chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Oh, dude. Like, I know. I just, oh, man. I can't. Trust me. Oh. I'm a Sour Patch Kid fanatic. I mean, oh. good Lord. I could live yes. on a diet of just Sour Patch Kids <laughs> and like craft beer and I'd be fine. Yes. My body wouldn't be fine, but I'd be fine. You know, and it's one of those things. I don't mean to be counteractive in what we're talking about, but you know, what I learned was with my super strictness. I would, I mean, I had one cheat day on a Sunday for over a year and a half, and I was so strict. I didn't allow myself any happiness or any joy, and <laughs> because I was just so determined to make sure those abs shined in the in the mirror every time I walked by it. I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> you know, that that I could just iron shirts on my on my stomach, and I was. I was just all about it. And and then I got to the point where I was like, man, I don't even enjoy eating anymore. And God gave us the ability to enjoy the things that he, you know, put on this earth. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not even enjoying things anymore. And, you know, abs are fun, 
But like you said, a tub of Ben and Jerry's is a lot more fun. <laughs> so, yeah, or just being able to go out with your friends and not being like, man, I'd yeah. like salad, no dressing, just a little bit of chicken. It, yeah. it, I mean, there's nothing fun in that. There's nothing fun. There I, I really, it's all about balance. It's about balance. Exactly. I was literally just about to say that. It's all about balance. It's finding where you feel healthy. I like tweaking my diet to help me sleep, to help me think more clearly. There's a lot of things that go along with the diet, um, anxiety. Um, you know, I, I had to stop drinking caffeine. I, I, there's so many things that I tweak and constantly tweaking, but I really would like to focus on it and do what you're doing, which I think is the best way of doing it is taking one day and meal prepping each meal instead of like, you know, when I have a big tub of rice, it's really easy for me to take a big scoop of that and throw yeah. it back. <laughs> It, it is. It's all it, portion control, man. You got to be on the portion is. control. And that's one of the big things is, and they talk about in CrossFit is, you know, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, a little starch, no sugar, and keep the intake levels that will support exercise, but not body fat. So yeah. <clears throat> when you think about that, that's something I, I would, for me personally, I know that I need to get better and like what you do on Sundays, you throw on a podcast, you listen to us, you know, obviously, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> our new episode abs by daniel we don't know if daniel's abs but it's still good to know yeah, it's still good to know <laughs> we're yeah. just we're just gonna assume it um <laughs> you know and and spend four hours on that because I, I would watch how you do it and you know that your stomach like i eat so fast that i don't even think my stomach recognizes that i'm full yeah and then i have another a bunch of food but i give it like three and a half hours between meals and eat like four times a day yeah. really that's what i usually do and that way my it's like as soon as that time time frame is up as soon as that like three and a half hours goes by my body lets me know immediately and as soon as i it's like boom i know i'm ready to eat because my body just yep. starts and then as soon as i eat that amount that i've got set out for me for the next meal I'm totally fine. It's like it completely evens the playing field for me and I'm good to go. Now, when it yeah. comes to training, the downside of this is you have to decide. It sucks. There's really not really one size fits all for this. It's like if you want to be able to lift heavy, you're going to have to tweak your numbers and eat more. And that means your definition is going to go down. And that's just something you have to contend with. Something you're going to have to live with. I know you can bulk up and then shred it down. And I guess you can take that route. But for me, I'm like, that's so much so much complexity with that where i'm like you know what i'll just either choose to be slim in the summer and really big into cardio and then <laughs> when my shirt's on most of the time for the, the winter time you know i'll i'll make my carb count a little higher eat my good fats a little more and gain a little bit more weight so that my cleans look a little extra more mean if you know what i mean absolutely i mean so. it, it, there's such a balance to that that's so true of understanding that you will, if you do want to work on your, let's say, strength, um, you're really going to need to, especially if you're someone who's a hard gainer, we'll just call them, someone who is really, you know, it's hard for them to gain muscle. Yeah. You, you can really have to uptake your, your carbs. I've talked to so many people who are these, these skinny as rail guys who have incredible oh, yeah. cardio and they're just shredded you know, under 10% body fat, maybe seven, 8% body fat. Yeah, I'm and thinking of one from my hometown in Paducah, Kentucky. And I was always just like, just, he needed to drip feed protein and just have an IV yes. of just like, well, not necessarily protein. He needs to eat. Like, he needs car, to eat. Yeah. yeah that does. way, you know, rice and I mean, you need to have some carbs and you need to almost overeat if you really want to continue to put on muscle mass. Yeah. Um, and I always ask, so how much you eating? And, 
the people who are truly trying, they are, you can, they'll talk about how they are tired of eating. And I'm like, but you're still skinny. How do you get to this way? Because I'm the exact opposite. I am an easy gainer and I'm an easy loser. So it's easy for me to gain weight, which sucks. So I really do have to watch what I do. And it's fairly easy for me to lose weight as well. I can go on a diet and I can lose some pounds, but that fluctuates so quickly. That's what's hard. I have these ups and downs and I, I mean, I keep it at a pretty fair level. Um, but it, it, it really is. You, you really want to, there's actually a book I have. It's called wired to eat, um, wired to eat by Rob Wolf, I believe. And yeah. it just talks about how each diet and how you balance your macros is all based on you it's, or it's right. what you want to do. Um, goals <clears throat> all based on what specific yeah. goals you want to reach for sure. Yeah, like you said, the summer you want to want to shred, get down a little bit, start tweaking those carbs, pulling those back. Yeah, uh, yeah, do a little bit more cardio. Yeah, I mean, how you how you do it is is perfect. I, I wish I could be as disciplined as you. <laughs> Takes <laughs> just just time, man. You you I feel like you've got a good groove going, you know. And and when you start to incorporate a little bit more of you know the things that you've seen and the things that you're talking about, you're going to be able to. It'll be like you said, it's easy for you to drop or gain. So I think yeah, it's just going to be that dedication factor that you got to work on, which everyone has to work on it. You're not like you know the alone. You're not the you know the elephant in the room. Everyone. Mm-hmm wants to you know has that problem where they're like man it's getting down and, and mentally committing and doing it which is really hard so it is i, I treat I mean, and, and what i do my number one thing sorry to me to cut you off this is the one no, thing yeah. that i say one of the if anyone's going to take anything away from the nutrition side of our talk today is i i change my mindset about food so i look at food as food to enjoy on friday saturday and sunday and Monday through Thursday, I don't even look at food as food. I look at it through like the lens of if you're playing a video game and you just need energy. You mm. just want to replenish your energy. Like you're hitting that extra ammo button. You need mm. – I think of it as ammo for lifting is all I think about it. I don't really think about it as an enjoyment factor. I just know I need to replenish my body. And and that that thinking has kind of made it almost manageable and, and – tolerable for me you know what i mean you just got to shift your thinking on what you're putting in your body you know? no I, I i totally agree with you know to to add on to that jared i think that that's exactly right i also think to to understand from the talk is eat clean um yeah you know just like the general guide that crossfit recommends meat vegetables nuts seeds some fruit little starch which means just potatoes and stuff like that or um rice uh, and keep that intake to a level that supports exercise, but not body fat. It, it, it it's so simple in those yeah. terms if you can continue to follow that, and that will you know just the first sentence will help you with your fitness, and then keeping those intake levels is where that discipline comes in. Of, all right, you know Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, here's my macros that I want to get to because this is what my goal is for this time. And then, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I'm eating a lot of cosmic brownies, you know? (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's, you know, it's nutrition is a journey. I think a lot of people lump nutrition into fitness and they're two separate things. They're both a journey in of themselves. You have your fitness journey and you also have your nutrition journey. And when you start to look at them separately, you'll see how well they play together. And it's something I didn't really understand. And I had an old CrossFit coach named Kyle. If you ever listen to this, he'll laugh. He used to be like, abs are made in the kitchen. 
abs are made in the kitchen. And I was so <laughs> determined to prove him wrong. I was like, I'm going to do four zillion crunches and I will have better abs than you could ever imagine. And yes. then I'm going to go eat a burrito afterwards. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really put it together that it is its own path. And they do, you know, once you have both sides of the formula down, you know, things, things work out really well. And I was going to say, we should probably, I wanted to hit on some fad diets that people should yes. absolutely avoid. I mean, the only one that I can think of that was so popular in the past, like five, three to five years is that one. What is it? Keto. Everyone is all, I just, there's nothing about that diet that seems good or healthy. I mean, I could be wrong, but getting your body into a, yeah, that keto diet is, I actually bought a book on the ketogenic diet. Just, I was curious of what it was. And I believe for, um, patients with epilepsy, it actually has been proven to reduce the amount of seizures they have. Um, but a lot of people a lot of people do the ketogenic diet, I, I, and I might butcher this, but the ketogenic diet essentially gets to a point where you have a, you're eating a lot of fat, low. It's a, a high, super high fat, low carb um, diet, and it's essentially burning fat for fuel. Yeah. In your body, um, and did I tell you I tried this? You did. Ke- you did keto. <laughs> oh my for, goodness! I did not okay. know that. Oh, I, dude, I have a story for you. Oh, man. Um, so I decided to try the ketogenic diet and read this book on it. And you can tell that I barely know much about it as is. But I did get keto strips. And these strips, you have to dip in your pee and it will tell you what your uh, ketone level is at. Like not your pea soup that you're eating. You dip it in your actual urine that comes yes. out of. Oh, Absolutely. okay. Dip it in your urine. So you basically have to pee in a cup. So you're in for a treat when you do this. Oh, gosh. So I literally went online, typed in, uh, you know, ketogenic calculator. So what my macros needed to be so I could figure out what I needed per meal. And I think for the day, I was allowed like 24 grams of carbs. For the day? For the day. Oh my gosh, one of my meals right now in my current plan is 26 grams of carbs per meal four times a day. And I don't think I was doing it right, to be honest. Oh, man. And I was thinking to myself, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. But the fat content was so incredibly high. And they didn't care about calories. You know, you could eat as much protein as you wanted. So at one point, point, I, I kid you not, I'm like, man, I'm I'm behind on my fat content. I want to go hard into this, right? I got a little better at it over time, and do avocado, and and I just tried to make stuff a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. But I there was one point where I took a bunch of shredded chicken, I sprinkled a little bit of sharp cheddar on top of it, and then I poured a bunch of olive oil on that. Like, oh, man. <laughs> like, uh. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding you. Probably like. A fourth of a cup of olive oil on this. Oh, oh man! And I, so you I, anointed your chicken. I more than anointed my chicken. <laughs> it was blessed by the time I was done. With it. <laughs> anointed and blessed. <laughs> oh, it was gross. I, I, uh. I if I, I figured if I was going to try it, I was going to try it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did drink the rest of the olive oil at the end of the dish, if you were thinking about what I was doing. But yeah, oh I, my I scooped that stuff up, gagged a couple times, scooped it back up. And uh, yeah, I didn't feel any different 
but I did it for about two weeks. Um, I definitely was not eating that like that every single time, but I just felt disgusting. Like yeah, with how much fat I was eating. And to I have did your body go into something ketosis. like ketosis. <clears throat> yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. To have your body go into something like ketosis, to even <laughs> shock your body into it, just doesn't seem like a healthy game plan. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think that there are ways that um, the ketogenic diet can be helpful for people with certain diseases. Yeah. Because they have found that it does help. But yeah, it is an interesting diet. I don't know how good it would be for working out. I didn't feel good working out. I felt a lot better when I had more carbs, but it's also something I've been doing for a long time. So I think for everybody to try it out, but it is a fad. And there's a lot of people who who will go, oh, I'm on the ketogenic diet. I'm like, oh, how many carbs are you taking for the day? They don't even know because they they don't know what it is. (laughs) You know, I mean – there's so many people who are, I'm like, well, how much, what's your fat content? How, how are you getting your fat, fat content each day? Um, you can't even have sugar. You can't have any sugar. Any sugar you have will bounce you right off of ketosis. And that's the thing. They think they're following the plan to a T and they don't see results. And it's because you don't really know what you're doing because you haven't followed up and studied enough about what you're doing to your body to understand that you're not going to get the desired results. You know what I mean? I totally agree. So that's, that's, yeah. I mean, you got to look into whatever diet you plan to do. I guess the number one takeaway is you got to do your research, make sure if it's complex, you have to follow it to its complexity. I mean, it's one of those things. That's so true. It's, it's just giving your, like, I mean, I think 10 days, what Daniel says is 10 days is a great amount of time to do that. Yeah. Almost two weeks. We'll say that's 10 business days, so two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there we go. There you go. Um, but I, I think that two weeks gives you will give you a good picture. I always go based off of how I feel. And yeah. if I was on the ketogenic, ketogenic diet, like you said, you know, following it to a T, see how you feel, especially for working out. You're, we're I doing... wish I was more like that because I wait until mm-hmm. I see how I feel after looking in the mirror. Oh, yeah. So I don't do – I wish I was more like you in that <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I usually just kind of go into it and then just kind of go off of a sense of how how are my workouts are my workouts improving because that's like you said there's that balance of nutrition they're like two building blocks nutrition and working out those go together so hand in hand because when your your nutrition is on point you're gonna feel better working out um, you know if you're eating eating a little Caesar's pizza at nine o'clock at night and you're going <laughs> to work out at nine o'clock in the morning the next day you're gonna feel pretty rough <laughs> yeah yeah. Hmm. I will have to contest that that is true. The one time I had it with you, I'm pretty sure it was the same oh. scenario. I don't know. Little Caesars. Oh, man. <laughs> when you want, I know, and a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you start eating healthy? Yeah. You know, you, you don't even crave any junk food anymore. Whoever said that <laughs> is is just a, a, a Pharisee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's so because I'm like Nebuchadnezzar's magicians, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you go to McDonald's, I still, no matter what, when I pass McDonald's, it smells good. It doesn't smell bad to me, even though I'm on a clean diet. All the old food <laughs> still makes my mouth water. I don't care who you are. If you say otherwise, you're definitely, you're buying. You're just not being an honest person. <laughs> So I agree. But, again, it's about out-cook. dedication. Yeah, you can't outcook a um, double cheeseburger. I yeah. I don't know. It's it's something that is that's where that discipline comes in, making your food beforehand. Obviously, if you're hungry and go buy it, it's gonna be tough to withstand that. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, is there any other we'll get back to our fad diets. Yeah, other... I was thinking like what the Atkins <laughs> diet was around for a while. I remember that. And I'm trying yep. to think of 
And I don't know anything about the Atkins diet. I just remember the name. You know, I want to say the Atkins. My dad did the Atkins diet. And from what I understand is uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I remember him doing a lot of butter on his food and eating steak a lot. And I, <laughs> and I have no idea. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that—that that starts off pretty well. I should have done some research on this diet, but I did not. Um, but yeah, there's there's the Atkins diet. Um, I mean, there's, but I think these two, there's Zone and Paleo, but those aren't really fad diets. Those no. are just diets people do. I think Paleo is a good baseline for people if you wanted to eat healthy. Is look at what the there's the Paleo diet's pretty simple. Um, also the paleo solution by Rob Wolf is an amazing book. If anybody's interested in that, it really gives a good in-depth, um, look on the paleo diet, but <clears throat> that's, I think the paleo diet is a great baseline for people's food. If, if you're looking at what not to eat, what to eat and maybe worrying about uh, portion size later because the paleo diet restricts a lot, right? Yeah, it does. You're, you're kind of, I wouldn't say you're on the paleo diet, right? You're you have some me. No, I'm definitely you not. do rice. I, all my stuff is almost is completely processed. <laughs> I buy <laughs> the bagged broccoli that tastes like ranch. I, well, I, I mean, you know it, what I mean, it's there's some. I mean, there's some things that obviously you're you're you have that nutritional baseline where you're trying to get vegetables, but you yeah, want to taste yeah. a little bit better because sometimes. You know, I, I like what you do because if I think a lot of people go so hard into certain diets, but it's just so bad to say. But I think compromising a little bit is good. Like you it doesn't do, sound on, bad. It, it's you, like we said, balance. I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it and it allows you to last enjoy long, my life exactly. Yeah, but also be consistent, and consistency yeah. is key to nutrition, and consistency is key to fitness. Period. Yeah. Um, because if you're not consistent, it's not gonna you're not gonna get the gains that you want exactly. or the body that you want, you know. Um, but you how you do it, and I like what you were saying is like the broccoli, like, oh yeah, my broccoli comes a little bit of ranch on it. And that ranch, whatever that stuff is, is probably some voodoo magic that they cooked up in a meth lab, you know. But oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it tastes amazing and I get it, and it allows you to eat your vegetables. <laughs> exactly. Um, Exactly. Just like those yellow sugar-free zero calorie drinks that I do that are loaded with sucralose and all the oh. other additives. Like, you know, you feel good drinking a bang because it gives you 4 billion oh. uh, milligrams of caffeine, but there's there's got to be something in those things that make them taste like Oh yeah. like just pure just crack in a can. There's got to oh be something bad in those too. Definitely. Sorry, that's completely deriv derivative, completely of what we were talking about. But no, I, I like I like the tangent because it's cracking a can. I mean, my brain lights up when I drink one of those, and I've been drinking rains. I don't know if you've ever had those. I feel like I took a magic pill where I can like, <laughs> I can just so good. it just everything comes so well, and then I'm like, I, I want to work out for four hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, and another diet I thought about was uh, the Mediterranean diet, which is actually one. It could be considered a fad diet, but it's one my my dad's actually on because it does apparently yeah. boost brain health and things like that. And he's on it for just for the Alzheimer's side of things. Uh, but it seems to be doing good, and it doesn't look like a completely miserable one. Um, so that's always an advantage. And then there's yeah. Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers has a pretty good track record of of success and <clears throat> good stories like that. Again, I wouldn't really want all my food sent to me in the mail. I don't know if that's no. still a thing. 
or have to buy specific branded food at a store. I just, I'm like, eh, I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, maybe if you're a soccer mom, I mean, <clears> sorry, <throat> soccer moms, we just probably lost all our soccer mom listeners. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just do slim, you know, slim fast could be a diet and all you do is just drink that slim fast. Yeah. Shit. Don't think about anything else. <laughs> that thing. But yeah, that pretty much yeah. uh, takes care of our life con for the day. Ah! Yes. That's so hot. It was horrible. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm so tired. Oh, everything hurts. Uh, and so I guess I'll let uh, Chris read the verse of the week. Yeah. Uh, the verse of the week is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Well, Faith Fit fam, we hope you enjoyed our first episode, and we look forward to many more down the line. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and want him to be the head coach of your body's Temple of Gains, it's as simple as saying your ABCs, literally. Yeah, that's right. And it's also good to understand that God sent his only son to walk this earth and lead a blameless life, um, that he died for our sins and rose again the third day just because of his love for us uh, and that he wanted to, to die for our sins. And he offers eternal life for those who choose him. Um, and the ABCs come down to uh, A, admit you're a sinner in need of a savior and ask forgiveness. B, believe that Jesus Christ is that savior and that he died on the cross for your sins, past, present, and future. And C, confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord. That's right. And if you've done this, then not only do you have an unlimited membership in the Faith Fit Gym, but you also have an unlimited and eternal membership in heaven above. He deserves our personal bests, so I say we give it to him. And remember, why be the king of fitness when instead we can be fit for the king? God bless you all and have a great week. All right, all you quadzillas and Lady McBuffs out there, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoy our content, want more lifting tips, life advice, or simply to walk closer with the real king of fitness, then follow us on Facebook at FaithFit Podcast. You can also check out our Instagram at FaithFit underscore pod. If you have an idea for our show or a topic you'd like for us to cover, shoot us an email at faithfitters.pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you dig our show, feel free to rate and review us so we can continue to mix our pre-workout and Jesus juice for even more listeners. And remember, if the Bible is our daily bread, then let's get our carb load on. God bless.